Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Today I'm joined by the other host, Kaylee. Hello. Hi, gal. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy good. to be back. Uh, so happy to have you back, my darling. I feel like my world is finally in technicolor and not in black and white anymore. Oh, you're full of shit, but thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> totally full of shit because I just bring it a lot more. Great. Yeah. It's kind of my signature color. Yeah, you are film noir. That's for sure. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Just look the best. It hides the grays in my hair too. Yes, I love it. Very hides it or enhances it. Shut up. <laughs> no one knows. Nobody. What's that fucking TikTok? Uh oh. Fuck, 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 fuck. They'll never know. They'll never know. That one. Yes. <laughs> they'll never know. Of course they're gonna know. They'll never know. Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? There we go. Because I was thinking, I know something you don't. That one too. I know something you don't know. There's a yeah. couple of them. Yeah, there are. Okay. I'm glad that I didn't just like have a, a slight stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you, darling? I am good. I am good. We've had like a, a good day. Yeah, we've had a great day. I mean, we ran some errands, but that's okay. Yeah, went to the BMV. Is it BMV or is it DMV? Uh, who I never fucking know. knows? I don't know. I don't care. I, it's, I didn't want to give my money anyway. Yeah, well. They didn't charge me the late fee, though, to renew my license. What? Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. They charged me, and I was like two days late. Yeah, it's because I'm adorable. Super nice. Yeah, super adorable. Yeah. Except in that new fucking picture. I, guys, it's not fair. So they didn't tell me to step backwards, and I didn't put my, like, back against, against the little the curtain actual, thing that yeah. they have you do. So it looks like I'm a little humming, <laughs> climbing up into view yeah, of the camera. Pops into it view is of just it. It, like it's chins, and that's it. Like you don't see. <laughs> you, I don't I, have a neck in it. Like I don't think you even see the top of your head, really. <laughs> no, all you see is the top of my head. <laughs> I'm at like the very tippy, like this. Like yes, I think yes. it cuts off your hair just a little bit at the top. Oh my god, uh, it's so sad. Uh, like you don't. You can't even see my shoulders in it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no it's nothing. No, it's it's a. It's she goes. Color, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> this, these are the same pictures. Nope, these are the same cameras that they use in prison to take mug shots and stuff. That explains why mine looks the way it does. I that is also not a joke because. Yours is severe as fuck. Like you look like you were brought in on like some racketeering. Oh, I was maybe some say, like, violent abuse. Yeah, behind the a stabbing. <laughs> yeah, you. I do look like are I fucking s- intense. Yeah, I do look like I stabbed somebody. Yeah, they well, told her you- to smile, and she doubled down and <laughs> frowned harder. <laughs> what happens? It's what happens when men tell me to smile. All right, that's the result you get. So yes. That is probably what the cop is going to see when he pulls me over. Oh, 100%. At least I don't look suspicious. I look really happy to see somebody. 
I, yeah, I look like that sad dog at the pound that's like, hi, stranger. <laughs> you want to take me home today? <laughs> I don't even look elevated in it. No, but hopefully but when, I look. When your eyes smile, like you kind of squint. My little smiles. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you can be eyes. high. You can be high when they pull you over. They'll never know. Oh, maybe. Picture. Maybe we're going to home. We're going to home because. If not, they're just going to laugh. <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> it do. So you survived Snowpocalypse. You were in town for Snowpocalypse I here in Indy. I made it in town just in time for Snowpocalypse. You lucky duck. I'm so lucky, especially because I went, well, I'm kind of corporate, so I do need to try to make it in because if the mm. others don't make it in, they're going to need some help and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I am a problem. And I live 15 minutes away. Whatever. Like, You're a good person. I know. So I make it in and it's just still coming down. Yeah, shit down forever. Uh, and so finally by about two o'clock, we were like, okay, we're wrap like we're wrapping this up. Yes. But and then you still get the people who call. Oh, are you guys open today? We wouldn't be if you wouldn't fucking call. Yeah, always. It's that simple. We wouldn't be here. Y'all weren't calling going, oh, are you open today? Dude, that happened all the time at Grey Clips when I worked there. Irritating. Yeah, it was crazy. Very irritating. I had someone offer me cash Monet when no. I walked outside of the salon. No. One time. Yep. No. Yep. He was like, oh, I'll give you 20 bucks. And I was like, son? <laughs> I'm like, you. Do you realize I what get is. That money ball. He's like, no, you just keep it. I said, yeah, that's what I'm going to do cut hair and not put it in the fucking books yeah right okay. yeah okay especially you are not day. worth yeah. that sir exactly not at all you're also not working risk me risking my butt on these fucking roads so no yeah yeah because it's indiana and they really don't do a whole lot yeah like, I, it depends on where you are for sure 465 was fucked 10 ways from sunday oh my fucked. i was like that's okay. awful that's our main highway that yeah. circles uh, downtown Indianapolis. It circles the majority of Indianapolis. Yeah, it's just a and they circle don't, of hell. They don't feel like touching it for some reason. Well, I mean, with as much that came down, I'm no city municipal worker. You're right. So I, love I, my, I love my city workers and I appreciate everything you do, but can we take care of that road? Thanks. Oh my God, you're hilarious. Uh, they're probably state end up. Probably. Mm. That explains a lot. Fuck this <laughs> fuck the government fuck the government we say openly and proudly yeah I don't give a fuck yeah I don't give two fucks <laughs> so you survived snowpocalypse I survived a hospital stay thought oh, it'd be fun yeah you yeah. poor doodle thought it'd be real fun I'm but- not the only one that gets injured on this podcast <laughs> Well, you know, vomiting for like 14 hours straight. Um, I was like, maybe I go to the hospital. Yeah. But the annoying thing is, we know as women, you're going to get asked, are you pregnant? Any chance? Yeah. Any Especially if you're going in there with stomach issues. Yes. Right? Even it's with an IUD. Not once was I questioned for it. Mm. And when the little nurse dude was like, hey, I need you to try and pee in this cup. I know you're super dehydrated because you literally can't keep water down. But go ahead and give it a try. He's like, we also have to test you for uh, to see if you're pregnant. He goes, even if you've had a hysterectomy, we still have to test you. And I'm like, 
Um, I have sex with a man. There's a possibility. Like, yeah. Was I giving off too old vibes? Was I giving off lesbian vibes? Which Mm. I appreciate. I always give off a little little twinge of it. Yeah. Yeah. The style looks good on me. But (laughs) what about me made this man go, oh, there's no way she's pregnant. I just kind of have that assumption. I don't know because I like that's the number one question that I'm asked every yeah. time. Like, and I, I've heard plenty of people relay stories where they're constantly being asked, is there any chance? I never huh. once got asked. And like, they see my age. It's on my chart. Yeah. 33 is not like the old side of. Yeah. Of anything. baby having. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it made me question it, but I was like too weak to ask him. Uh, sure. I <laughs> For it being cold here, we are awfully uh, I was trying not to clear my throat directly in front of the mic, oh, but it's like it's pollen hard. season over here. It's it's just the weather. Yeah. Like it, it literally it's so freaking dry. I was just going to say, uh, it made me really dry in my house. <laughs> it's dry everywhere. I need to redo all of my humidifiers, a.k.a. bowls of water over my... Over your vents? vents. Oh, yep. my God. Listen, I don't have a bunch of humidifier money running around, uh, I don't either. I don't have a humidifier. <laughs> Yeah, so I just rock. I mean, my mom used to do it, so. I swear that the poor, like, dog bowl, she doesn't drink the entirety oh, yeah, of it. Most no. of it just gets sucked up into the air. Yeah. Like, 100%. We have three water bowls in this house for Nicholas alone now. Oh, my God. Yeah, we never moved any or we just continue just to change them and clean them. Yeah. I clean a water bowl, like, every day, a different one. He's so spoiled. He is. Oh, okay. Sammy found it actually made me cry when he when he found it. He found a new uh, senior can cat food that is a lot more healthy, mm-hmm. pure protein, that kind of shit. And the first time I fed it to Mick, I popped that bitch open and it's like just straight fish in there. Pretty right. Much, you know? Right. Yeah. We get one of those for Loki too. It's like basically just chicken. Yeah. And I opened it up and I start spooning it out to Mick and I was like, your brother would have loved me. <laughs> oh my God. He would yeah. have approved. He would have fucking screamed his head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in hindsight, maybe it's a, better that he didn't know about them because like my gourd he, he would have used a switchblade because he didn't yeah. have any claws he'd have been yep. like give me my fucking salmon little, bitch little shank yes little, he would. Shank. little kitty shank little rocco little thug <laughs> <laughs> well did you watch anything uh, while you've been home or i mean yeah, I mean, your was, visit wasn't that long. I, no, you didn't get any I favorite was, shows. Yeah, I was out very quickly. Good. Um, but did, well, did they? Oh, we get anything from it? I got fluids back in me. Yeah, nice. they hooked me up to an IV, which is really all I cared about. But I got to do sure. like follow ups and shit. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm still living. That's not how I go out. <laughs> we know I'm this. Still kicking. 
so we've seen Watching a couple stuff. of yeah. things. Uh, we finally watched Nine Perfect Strangers with ah. Melissa McCarthy and Nicole Kidman. <coughs> I almost choked. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie. It's um, show. Whatever. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I'm <fucking laughs> I hate you. I've heard that it's fabulous. We've talked about it on this fucking podcast before. It's it's good. It's a little bit of a kind of mind fuck. And there are hallucinogenic drugs involved. So I'm cool, happy cool, as can cool. be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. It kind of makes you, you like, you don't know your feelings on it kind of thing. Sure. I got you. Um, And then we watched Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. Bradley Pitts, uh, William Defoe. Did you just call him Bradley Pitt? <laughs> no, I said You <laughs> bitch, I will stop it right now. You said Bradley Pitt. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So is it <coughs> Brad Pitt or is it Bradley Pitt? <laughs> no, it's even better. I, I thought that you were just putting a little spread on Brad Pitt. <laughs> I was like, all right, Jonathan Van Ness. Well, Bradley Pitt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anywho. So it's got Bradley Cooper and William Defoe. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> okay. Willem Defoe. Yes. Green uh, Goblin. I guess. Kate Winslet? No. Shit. Blanchett. But Beckinsale. Uh, no, the I think it's Kate Blanchett. It's got everyone. There have been quite a few of those lately that have had like star studded casts. All of them lately seem yeah? to be like major casts. Of course, you're not going to live. Kate Blanchett. Ah, uh, Kate Blanchett. And Ron Perlman. Oh, love, love Ron Perlman. I know you love Ron Perlman. I do. Um, that one was good, but for it being a Guillermo del Toro movie, I was mm. a little let down. He oh. likes to be more fucked up and he likes to be kind of twisty curvy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It could have used a little more twisty curvy. Really? Yes. Hmm. Just a little let down, I guess. All right. What I about you? Take a look. See. You've been watching. Um, what have we been watching? Well, you've been out doing a bunch of stuff. So, oh maybe, yeah, I, I have. While I was in the hospital, you were just traipsing around the city. Oh, I was. I went up north, still in Indiana, but went up north to visit. She's the only idiot who goes up north in January. I know. I've done it two years, not in a row, but I've done it two yep. years. Yep. Yep. For my birthday, but we went and visited our friends, Lauren and Michael. We had a wonderful time. Um, oh my God. We, Friday night, we got up there and they had made me, well, us, but me, 
a beautiful charcuterie board. It was fucking delicious. So we had charcuts and some drinks and some chats. Classy. Classy, as one does. And then we went to the bar, like just local, you know, dive bar. Had a good time. Saw some people that they knew from school. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Mm -hmm, Everywhere. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so we hung out with them, met some friends. They were great. There was one man of note that was not with the party and that uh, wanted to be a part of the party. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he was an old guy sitting at the bar and he was sitting side saddle on his little, little thing. Yeah. So he kept giving us eyeballs and I guess I saw him, but I didn't really see him until one of the gals that was on my end of the table she was like oh man fucking look at this guy i'm like what and i look over and he's doing that real nice um vulgar gesture uh where he holds a peace sign up to his lips Uh, yep yeah your tongue kind of invade your tongue invades the peace sign yes it invades it traces it and Mm -hmm. whatnot and I yell, excuse me. Uh, of course you did. Yeah. No uh, you don't do to that everyone shit. out there. Don't be creepy around Cassie. Don't. I will call you out. Number one. Number yep. two. I will call so much attention to it. Number two, which is what I did to this man, mm-hmm. is proceed to heckle him. So yeah. I, anytime he looked my way, because he continued, you know, because he got a bit of a reaction, not the one he was anticipating. No, there was a still got a job. reaction. Yep. So the while goes on, not too long, but he uses the restroom. And the only reason I know that is because someone complained about him that wasn't with our group, a different group. Someone complained to him about him to the guy at the bar mm-hmm. and the guy at the bar was like, you mean Steve? Oh, Steve. Yep. So then I knew his name and it was oh, fucking over for now Steve. It's personal. Yeah. So I proceeded to once again, heckle him, but I called him out by name and uh, oh, you should have seen, you should have seen the fucking eyeballs on him. He was terrified and Good. it was wonderful. I'm so proud of you. So then it wasn't as much fun because I knew his name right. for him. <laughs> now it's even less fun. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, me, myself and Drew Afawalu, I'm not entirely sure if that's how you say her last name. Um, I hope I didn't butcher it. But on TikTok, if if you know, you know, she's the girl with the cackle and she reads men to fucking filth, especially Jim bros. Yeah. Yeah, she's fucking glorious. You must follow her uh, on all the socials. But any hoozles, yeah, that was super fun for me. Well, I'm I'm glad you got to have a little fun. On your Thank birthday. you. Um, I also I blacked out drunk. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> yeah, I ended up pantsless in a room that I didn't start in. So you know, I you celebrate your birthday really, really great hey, ways. Do you, boo boo? <laughs> Oh, Sam also, I must shout him out because he's such a wonderful little turtle dove because I had a great weekend for my birthday, but the day of my birthday was the most 33rd birthday 
day ever. Like that could ever be. Yeah. 33 is the day that ever 33. Yes. Yes. I had to go to the doctor unexpectedly and had some issues and I just, oh my God, uh, that. And then came home and there was a mistake with our fucking water and our water was turned off, but uh, it was on earlier. And then I had to go to the doctors and, and now all sense off. Yes. And then it started snowing, but raining off and on. And I had to go to the utility department but you couldn't go inside because it's in the town hall where I live. So I had to pull around to the fucking window and the window on our car doesn't work right now. You can't roll it down unless it's truly raining because then it connects the circuit and then the fucking radio and everything works. All the electrical. So I'm standing in the snow trying to talk to this woman and she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't have access to our system right now. And I was like, so you're telling me. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so you're telling me you just you, we can't do anything right now. She's like, yeah. And I wasn't mean. I, it's not her fault. It's, no, it's not her fault. It, it was, was a fucking ice storm. Yes. And uh, it just ended up being a simple miscommunication. And it's weird. Like when they don't put. They said that they don't have a south in front of our street and there there is a north of our street. So oh. I'm like, I'm not a city planner. So I don't know. I don't know how that stuff goes. But I was like, I would think that's pretty fucking important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yes. Any hoozles. But Sam saved the day by uh, taking me to dinner and we had shrimp cocktail, a drinks we had steaks we had wine with dinner Yum. and then we had a hot toddy and dessert adorbs it was fabulous and i sat there with my steak and red wine and was like oh my god today was worth it yes yes to i will go through that to have this ending yes mm-hmm. it was fabulous <laughs> but yeah other than that not really just working a little bit doing hair yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's gross in Indiana this time of year. So you don't plan yes. stuff at this no, time of year. No, you really don't. And not until March, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, because like we've been down to the negatives, and it's like 45 degrees today. So some of this shit's gonna melt, and then it's going to all refreeze because we like sheets of ice. Yeah, that's how we do. Mm-hmm. That's how we do. Cassie. Yes. Are you ready to get this shit? I'm so ready. Good. It's been a minute. Give me your shit. I've given you my shit. Yes. So. <laughs> you can give me your shit anytime. That's real friendship. <laughs> we have Valentine's Day around the corner. I don't know if you knew this or not. We do. It's also like right around the same time in the Super Bowl. Oh okay. my God. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, but we're going to talk about Valentine's Day Ooh. and about Valentine's Day. Why not talk about jewelry for your loved ones? Oh, love jewelry. I'm so glad. Um, do you like cursed jewelry? Ah, that's my favorite type of jewelry. Good. <laughs> that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Yes! A little cursed jewelry because the cursed ones are usually like the biggest ones. Too. Every curse Let's begins be- with K. This is perfect. <laughs> Calm down. 
The first one, I have a couple of different little options for you with backstories oh and fabulous. I deaths. love a trunk. Good little death here and there. Uh, the first one, and probably one of the most well known, is the Hope Diamond. All I think of is Mary Kate Nash. Like, who stole the great Hope Diamond once in your brother's dresser drawer? Oh, to go back to the nineties. I know. Uh, part of what made me actually think about cursed jewelry and um, get like inspired is actually an episode of The Dollop. It's number 505, The McLeans and The Hope Diamond. Uh, go back, listen to their episode. Okay. I don't it, think I've listened to that one recently. It's not just about The Hope Diamond. It's more like about The McLeans and then like sure, sure, sure. a little Hope Diamond sprinkled in. <laughs> little bam! Hope Diamond. <laughs> Who knew? Just about everyone who owned this piece of jewel either went insane or was supposedly ripped apart by wild dogs. What? So is that what happened to the lady on the Titanic? <laughs> that was not. <laughs> Wait. Different. The same? No. Very different. Super different. <laughs> I looked that one up. I excited. Think about that one. Oh my god! The original form of the Hope Diamond was forty-five point five two carats. What the fuck? It's actually one of the smaller ones we go through. What? This was stolen from an eye of a sculpted statue <gasps> of the goddess Sita and the wife of Ramana the seventh avatar of Vishnu. That was on a statue? A statue, and that was the eyeball. Wow. Yeah. So below, we have a quick little list because it's awfully long for one simple jewel. Uh, a list of what happened to the folks who had the diamond. <laughs> for one simple bobble. <laughs> Tavernier. Uh, was the one who actually brought the stone from India to Paris, was the one, wow. quote unquote, torn to pieces by wild dogs in Constantinople. Uh, historians say it's just a rumor, though. Okay. Let's go ahead and believe he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marie Antoinette and King Louis, the, their letters in front of me. The oh. 16th. <laughs> so... <laughs> You said <laughs> King Lewis, there are letters in front of me. And I was like, don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> Must have been before the first, the seconds or the thirds. <laughs> when did they start doing algebra in their names? <laughs> God. I knew I, sh I should have written out, but I was like, you know who this is. King Lewis with letters. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Lord. You got me on that one. Yep. Don't know that guy. <laughs> Do you know Lewis is 16th? <laughs> I've heard of them. <laughs> he and Marie Antoinette were beheaded. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I couldn't pick man of the lineup, but no, I know <laughs> I that story. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was beheaded. Like I said. He beheaded. <laughs> you don't have a head no more. 
Princess de la Bamel uh, was torn to pieces by a, French, <laughs> by a French mob. Dang! Yeah. Well, then she was just a lumpel. Wait, is that how you say her name? The lumpel? <laughs> Close enough. You sound French enough when you say it. <laughs> God. Uh, God damn. Okay, so Jacques Collette bought the Hope Diamond from Simon Frankel and died by suicide. Uh, Simon Monthrides Monthrides mm-hmm. uh, died in a carriage crash with his entire family. And then dogs um, ate him. <laughs> dogs always eat him. Uh, and then we have the story of Miss uh, Evelyn McLean, who purchased the Hope Diamond from Cartier in 1911. She would casually wear the diamond around her house because why? The fuck I not? mean, I would too. Yeah. Um. Sadly, though, uh, the gem would get a hold of most of her family. In the end, McLean's son was killed in a car crash. Daughter died of an overdose and husband would leave her for another woman. And eventually she would die in a sanatorium. Whoa. Yeah. That one took out a whole family. Damn, it sure did. Didn't like it? I said, go back and listen to the episode. There's a lot going on. Well, and McLean's the Hope too. Diamond fucked up Simon and Garfunkel, too. Always. No, the guy's his name was Simon Funkelman or whatever. Frankel. Yeah, that one. Frankel. I don't think Simon yes. Garfunkel. Yeah, Frankel had the. Do you think they put the diamond on a tiger? <laughs> oh wait, that's. that's <laughs> <Roy>! <laughs> Same thing. That's our next shirt. Oh my god, Simon Garfunkel with. Sigmund and Roy. Oh my god. Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Siegfried, god damn it. I get 75% credit. <laughs> More credit than me. Simon <coughs> uh, <laughs> and Garfunkel as tigers. I love it. No, that's that's the one. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have another diamond to talk about. <laughs> what shit can we talk about this diamond? This one's black. Oh, all right. It's the Black Orlov Diamond, Orlov. also referred to as the Eye of Brahma Diamond at 67.50 carats. Oof. The stone was allegedly stolen from one of the eyes in a statue of the Hindu, Hindu god Brahma in Pondicherry. Okay, so it sounds like... They steal a lot of these from statues. Mm-hmm. And you kind of wonder why maybe they're cursed. Uh, yeah. Stop it's like touching they knew. Shit. <laughs> Fucking white people touching shit. I touching God, shit. Always. Um, many suicides actually came from the owners of this diamond. J.W. Paris, um, who's responsible for bringing the diamond to the U.S. in 1932, jumped to his death from a skyscraper oh. in New York. Uh, the next owners were actually Russian princesses. Oh, okay. Nadia and Leonilla um, both committed suicide just months apart <gasps> by jumping to their deaths from <gasps> buildings in Rome. What? <clears throat> Why didn't we take the other one out? I, when? Oh, Lord. Too uh, many questions. I know. 
the diamond was purchased by a diamond dealer in 2004 and he said quote pretty confident the curse is broken after actually breaking apart the diamond what see i don't think that's how that works no now it's extra curse that's extra angry um it's also split up it is in the american museum american museum of natural history in new york and the natural history museum in london why do we have either of these things i don't think you should keep it that far apart either no and it should go back to where it came from Uh, come on finders keepers i well yeah maybe that's why i'm always a weepers (laughs) (laughs) that's why you get the curses i guess all right we have the koi nor diamond this one's massive. It's 105.6 carats. Oh! The, di- the diamond can be seen in the Tower of London on display as a massive part of the crown jewels. Oh, okay. I think I know what this one looks like. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Very, yeah, very common to know. Um, we'll throw up an image for everybody. Oh, for sure. Um, this is possibly mined from India during a period of the... Should have written this one out. Katia Dynasty. Could be wrong. Could be wrong with a lot of these things, but I tried. You're trying. <clears throat> um, there's no record of its original weight. Um, but the kind of historians have pulled together. They think it was 186 carats. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's a big boy. It was. Um, It went between various factions in the South and West Asia until being um, seceded to Queen Victoria after the British annexation of Punjab in 1849. During the reign of an 11-year-old emperor. Oh, you gotta love those. um, Who had... he was in previous possession of the stone in 1851. Did he know that? No, probably not. He was only 11. It probably looked like a ball. Mm-hmm. In 1851, it went on display at the Great Expedition in London, um, but the lackluster cut failed to impress its viewers. What? <laughs> it wasn't sparkly enough for people. I don't know what to tell you. Very picky. What? Very. I know. It's massive, but... Apparently it's sparkle enough. So it's, well, it's big and sparkly now. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, Prince Albert was the husband of Queen Victoria, ordered it to be recut uh, to an oval by Coster Diamonds. By modern standards, um, the cutlet is unusually broad, giving the impression of a black hole when the stone is looked at head on, which love Love that very much. Wow. Since arriving in the UK, it's only been worn by female members of the family, of the royal family. According to folklore, a Hindu description of the diamond warns that, quote, he who owns this diamond will own the world, but will never, but will also know all of its misfortunes. Only God or woman can wear it with impunity. Oh, snap. Right? 
uh, which is why every man who has worn the stone has lost the throne. Oh. It has now never been worn by a male since Alexandra placed it on her own head. Today, it's currently set into the crown of Queen Elizabeth's and is currently on display. Wow. You're going to like this one. Uh, this one's not a diamond, but it is supposedly the real life of the real life one ring to rule them all. Ooh, fancy. Potentially the ring that inspired J.R.R. Tolkien to invent uh, the one ring of Middle Earth. This actual ring was found in a field near historic Roman town in southern England in 1785. Jesus. The gold rings also inscribed in Latin. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> um, but it's inscribed in Latin and it is also also has the image of the goddess Venus. Um, it's pretty large, weighing at about 12 grams. Dang. Uh, it's hefty. That's a hefty ass ring. It's also believed to be linked to a cursed tablet found separately at the site of a Roman temple dedicated to a god named Naudens in Western England. Oh, the tablet right. says a man had lost a ring and it takes and it asks Naudens to place a curse of ill health until it is returned to the temple. Oh, petty, petty. That is petty. An archaeologist who looked into the connection between the ring and the cursed tablet asked Tolkien, who was a professor at Oxford University. Mm. And he asked him to work on the etymology of the name Nodens in 1929. The writer also visited the temple several times and was believed to be aware of the existence of the Roman ring, which is why he started writing The Hobbit. Now we have a purple sapphire. Oh my this, god. This is the okay. Delphi purple sapphire, also known as the gem of sorrow, which I must the have. Gem this. of sorrow. <laughs> you would. Um, the jewel was actually rediscovered just about 30 years ago by Peter Tandy, Whoa. a curator in the National History Museum in London. He oh, we just found this? It literally, we just found this. He found it inside the museum's mineral cabinets. The gym was supposedly sealed up in several boxes surrounded by protective charms and came with a warning. Don't fucking open the box. What? Yeah, he's just decking around back there in no. storage lockers or whatever. So I was doing inventory. Basically, yes. And found a giant purple sapphire. Um... You know, if I found a giant purple sapphire at my job, it would be something remarkable. Why? Yeah. Is he finding this? It's a very good question. Wow. Okay. Uh, the warning reads. Uh, yes. Whoever shall then open it shall first read out this warning. Jumanji. And then, <laughs> then, and then do as he pleases with the jewel. My advice to him or her is to cast it into the sea. Oh, they said, I know you're going to open this, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> but when you do, throw it in the water. Karen. <laughs> exactly. Many suggested that this gemstone was a part of a looted stolen treasure from the temple of Indra during the bloody Indian mutiny of 1857. Oh, the curse. Okay. It's actually quartz. It's not actually a sapphire. Um, oh, okay. Uh, was brought to England 
um, by a colonel who eventually went bankrupt. And so did his son after he inherited the stone. Like father, like son. Maybe he just didn't have good money skills. Yeah, maybe. You think uh, of that? You in, have Dave Ramsey back <laughs> then? No, you didn't. In 1890, um, Edward Huron Allen was a scientist and a writer. He took possession of the gym. The rational scientist abandoned all reason and began to attribute a series of unfortunate events to the cursed stone. In mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've obviously lot- it's the stone's fault. I mean, I've had a lot of things go on in life. All right. Where I've wanted to blame anything other than myself. I have never been like that rock over there. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> because in 1902, Edward uh, agreed to lend the sapphire to a friend. And the friend. Not your friend, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> the friend was immediately um, stricken by a series of really unlucky events. He then returned the stone to Edward, said, oh. here, take it back. Uh, who almost immediately began to suffer misfortunes again. So he didn't have oh, it. Damn. He was getting all right. He got it back. It sucks. Wow. What a what a moody ass stone. <laughs> oh, and then Edward gets really frustrated and throws the stone into the Regent's Canal. Um. He thought he was finally rid of the curse. Unfortunately, the Sapphire had other ideas. Some months later, the ring was dredged from the canal, taken to a local jeweler. The jeweler immediately recognized the stone as the one that belonged to Edward and mounted it on a ring for him, being nice. Much later, the friend has to borrow the jewel from Edward, and he once again lent it out. This time, the unfortunate recipient was a professional singer who never sang again after wearing the gem. Uh, he decided More too to close to his throat. <laughs> <laughs> so Edward again, super frustrated with this stupid gem that keeps coming back into his life. So he decides to wrap it up in a box as one does, as one does and put a bunch of words around it. Um, despite insisting that the box containing the sapphire should not be open for 33 years after his death, Edward's daughter was trying to dispose of it uh-huh, and send it off to the Natural History Museum. Of course you would. Yep. This was my family's problem. Now it's yours. Now it's yours. Have you heard of the Star of India? Mm. No? I don't think so. Well, the Star of India is also a ship if you Google it. just Yes. Know. Okay. Uh, that's why it took it, me a moment because I was like, no, I've definitely it, heard of the it Star sounds of India. <laughs> so the ship was actually named after a stone. What? The Star of India is 563.35 carats. What? Uh-huh. And it is a star sapphire believed to have come from Sri Lanka. The star inside the milky appearance of the stone is formed by fibers um that reflects a light phenomenon making it a little star oh my god it's cool um it is currently housed in the american museum of natural history in new york oh my u.s god. billionaire jp morgan 
acquired the Star of no. India for the Paris Expedition of 1900. It was later cut in 1905 when Morgan donated the stone. How dare you cut that? It is a beautiful star. Uh, he donated the stone to the Natural History Museum in 1964. The famous golf ball-sized stone was oh stolen. God. Oh, my God. Along with several other stones of notes, including the Midnight Star, the DeLong Star Ruby, and the Eagle Diamond. I don't know any of these. But you can guess they're all probably very large. Yeah, big ass. And very... Uh, very expensive. Very expensive. But like well-known. Yeah. Who you, would How you, do you traffic those? Are you going to take it to your little pawn shop around the corner? Oh, good Lord. Could yeah. you imagine? I'll give you a tree fitty. So the robbers thought it was be smart to lock themselves or no unlock a bathroom window during the museum's open hours, climb in and then wait out until everything shut down. Is that literally how they did it? Yes. Are you fucking it's kidding 1964. me? It's not like this right. is 2002. All right. It's all right. All right. All right. All right. I got a little, got a little upset. So they found that the Sapphire was the only gem in the collection protected by an alarm. Uh, the well, battery in the alarm was dead. Uh, of course. The stones stolen were valued at more than $400,000 in 1964 uh-huh. money. Within two days, the culprits were arrested. However, the gems had already been handed off. No way. In January 1965, in a bid for leniency, one of the Criminals led authorities to a bus locker in Miami. No. Where the uninsured Star of Inia and some of the other stolen stones were recovered. Oh my God. No way. All right. My final one for you. Okay. This one is a cursed opal. I love an opal. Is that, that's not your first stone. No. Mine's garnet. That's true. I love that though. Uh, yeah i like it i like it now that i'm older when i was younger i hated it because i was like me the stone sucks it's just really dark red and i didn't appreciate it but yeah that's understandable i mean yeah mine's sapphire so obviously the best one shut up i know my ring is sapphire i know people are like oh my god is that your birthstone like no no actually it's my best friend's birthstone yeah that's how we that's how we snuck you into this yep yep appreciate it (laughs) All right, so quote about this opal. Quote, it is an opal opal of large size and (laughs) most brilliant coloring with a spark of living fire in its center. It is set in filigree gold and has no other jewels about it. Mm. The story goes back to the time of the Spanish monarchy. King Alfonso VII. Love that. Uh, fell head over heels in love with an aristocrat, Virginia Diani, Countess of... I didn't get this one either. Yeah, I'm going to fuck that up. She was a countess. Great. Um, And the king fell in love with her. However, he (laughs) chose the crown and broke his relationship to marry his cousin, Maria Mercedes of Orleans. Uh Yes. Of course, for a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and his cousin. Heartbroken, Virginia actually gave the bride a gold ring set with a splendid opal. The jewel pleased the queen, and she wore it frequently. She died of a mysterious illness only five months after her marriage with the ring still on her finger. Oh, shit. At the funeral, the ring went to the king's grandmother, mm. who also died shortly after. Nanai Gigi. The ring was then passed to the king's sister, who also died of a strange disease. Oh, damn. It was the same for the next owner of the jewel, the king's sister-in-law. Who only wore the ring for a few days. Damn. It was like, listen, I'm collecting souls at a very rapid pace. Very rapid. Like you're feeding me now. Like, is there something on this ring? Like, is it lace? But even then, I mean, with time, though, it's getting more potent. So, yeah, it's just it would be it would have to be like a lining that wore down or something. Maybe it was lead poisoning. (laughs) I don't know if you die even that quickly from lead poisoning. No. No, our parents aren't dead. That's true. All right. So the king's sister had it for a couple days. Um, The king, King Alfonso, finally felt responsible. Took him long enough and decided to wear the jewel as a penance. This bitch was still alive when all those people died. Oh, yeah. It went to his wife, his grandmother, his sister, his sister-in-law, and now he's like, okay, maybe I'll stop giving it to people and keep it for myself. Holy shit. He died 24 hours after putting the ring on at age 28. (sighs) Okay. Wow. His doctors actually pronounced that this case was one of the strangest on record. Um, His whole physical system seemed to have crumbled away Every vital organ of his body began suddenly succumbing to the most marked senile decay. Ew. Physicians can never account for it, and the matter was hushed up. When was this? I mean, it was back a while ago. It was during the Spanish monarchy. So oh, it, okay. I mean, it's a minute. Okay. Well, I just the way that you were speaking about it, I was like, you didn't have best medical breakthrough yes. <laughs> until recently. So uh, no, no, we've never seen anything like this. You haven't seen a lot of things, sir. No, but, no, they had not seen a lot of things. Okay. I mean, well, if that if your insides are just crusty, you know, that'll that'll do you. So nobody had it for a little while. And then we have... They just hit it. Years later, (laughs) widow queen Christina, um, who did... She wasn't really superstitious, um, but she took possession of the ring. um, And it wasn't too long. Like, it was still, like, within the... Sure, sure, sure. Everyone's memory. And everyone was asking her to destroy it, which she refused to do. Um... But to prevent it from doing any other damage, she hung it around the neck of the patron saint of Madrid, where it is today. The Spaniards, however, are still not satisfied. Um, They want the ring to actually be destroyed. Um, They think it has evil influences. They also credit the war with the United States to the ring and the (laughs) the current queen regent uh, had been begged to destroy it or send it out of the country. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I thought that one was like, and just a little opal. 
That's insane. Yeah. Bunch of fun stuff. So who wants cursed jewelry? Oh my God. I'll take three. Please. <laughs> Get that on Amazon. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me check my Etsy real quick. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was great. You're welcome. Amazing job, friend. Oh, thank you. It was wonderful to ha- have you back. Yeah, it was good to do a little, little scripty poo. Sitting in your, sitting in your graces, your storytelling waist. <laughs> I left it. You're so well, thank, uh, you. thank you. <laughs> Are you ready to get my shit? I'm so ready to get your shit. Let's do this. It's round two of ruining childhood nursery rhymes. Oh, goody. Yeah, I got a couple for you today. I'm excited. Yes, yes. So once again, summer nursery rhymes, summer songs, what the fuck ever. You get it, right? right? Stuff we grew up with. Yes. All right. We're going to start off with a super common one, I think. Okay. Okay. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. I do know the Muffin Man. <laughs> do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> That's all I can think of. Only from Shrek. Shrek. But uh, yeah, I do know <laughs> the, the Muffin, Muffin Man. Man. Yes. Ugh, I love him. I know. If you're not familiar, it's do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man? The one that lives, lives on Drury Lane? Right, right, right. Okay. So. The earliest written record of this nursery rhyme is between 1819 and 1820. Okay. There is heavy debate. And I was not about to get into the super minutia of it all. Okay. So I didn't know that it would get that deep. Um, in uh, To the English nursery rhyme game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So 1819 to 1820. Sure. Right? But... People have been singing about the Muffin Man well before that. That was just the first written. Okay. 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 It originally was a comedic song and dance about the trade that was rather popular on the stages in 1796. And it was even performed for the king in 1802. Okay. So the Muffin Man has been around for a moment. Been around for a bit. Its lyrics are entirely different to those of the nursery rhyme that we know today, the original rather, but it's believed to have had some influence on the song when first written. Sure. Okay. So like, yeah. So am I trying to do a remix? You got it. Okay. You got it. It's a remix. (laughs) Some origins of the Muffin Man have been attributed to just silly playground songs that children make up. All the way to uh, the serial killer roaming the streets of London. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So the White Hart public house at the corner of Drury Lane and High Holborn has been the name of many of the pubs that have been on that site since the 15th century. Shit. I know, right? It's a legendary watering hole. For London's notorious highwaymen and rogues. Gasp. It says on the White Hart public house. 
website. <laughs> uh, between 1589 and 1598, Frederick Thomas Linwood, also known as the infamous Muffin Man, was reportedly living on Drury Lane. Okay. The story goes that Linwood killed as many as 15 children by luring them into dark alleyways with a muffin tied on a string. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dumb. I know. I love it. But shut up. I would have been one of those kids. I mean. I would have been totally taken out by a muffin man. It's not like they probably didn't have a lot of food, but like if it moves, don't eat it. You're so funny. Well, I, rabbits tied move. to a string. Listen, do you think I'm going to question a magic muffin? <laughs> Always question the magic muffin. Always question the magic muffin. take anything away from this. Always question. This show. Always question. That's our next shirt. Perfect. (laughs) Always question the magic muffin. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it's also rumored that Frederick Thomas Linwood, he killed seven rival pastry chefs. Yes, uh, there is, the story goes that he killed one chef by, chef, what is that, chef, killed one chef by drowning them in brownie batter, beating Tongue. another's brain in, uh, I don't know what this means, <laughs> I wrote it, but I don't know what it means, okay, okay, help. Too much bam with a matchlock. I think he exploded someone. I don't even know if that's the correct terminology. Matchlock. That is a, it, too much bam with a matchlock. And it says capital B-A-M with an exclamation point. That's how I want to go out. Bam with the matchlock. Yep. <laughs> you got it, sister. Perfect. <laughs> someone else was flattened with a pin. Another was Obviously. cooked to a golden brown one was shaked and baked that's me and then the other was killed with a mortar after tripping over the pestle okay like i said this is rather speculative drowning in bound in brownie batter i mean there are worse ways to go but I, at least it'll be delicious it's gonna be thick Thick and delicious. That's also <laughs> what they call me. <laughs> uh, but you can't. Okay. All you right. could certainly drown in it. If somebody like held your head down, I guess. Bitch, what do you think they're going to do? Just be like, bloop it and walk away. I don't know like, if there was like a well giant <laughs> vat of it somewhere. <laughs> and they make you walk the fucking plank into it. I don't know. I don't know how much brownie batter we're talking about oh here. Oh my god, I can't stand you. No, because my brain goes straight to, well, fuck you. And he's holding his head down and, into a bowl oh of brownie mix. <laughs> you and I have two very different ideas of how to murder. We do. We do. Why is mine so personal? I was going to say, mine's very hands off. Yes. <laughs> What does that say about me as a person? (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, in some places, Kaylee, the Muffin Man doesn't even live on Drury Lane. Bastard. Yeah, he lives on Blueberry Lane. Oh, that's even better. I've heard that. 
before. I think I've heard Blueberry Lane too. I'm pretty sure it was like on a kid's show and I was like, hmm, Blueberry Lane sounds great. That sounds a lot better than Drury Lane. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Me too. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine I talk to uh, like a real human like that. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> put you away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a me too. Is <laughs> pat you on the head and walk away. Like, oh, okay. Oh. Where is her? <laughs> Where's her legal adult? guardian? Where's her legal guardian? <laughs> yes. Where's her adult? <laughs> Uh, there is a Dutch version okay. of the Muffin Man. <laughs> He's the Muscle Man. What? The Muscle Man. Like the, like, uh, bivalve seafood. Um, oh. Like a clam. Oh, that kind of muscle. A moussel. <laughs> I, you mean the water muscle? I'm thinking yes. like he's just some muscle muscular. Man. Randy Savage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some big ass I'm fucking like, bro. I'm like, is he a bodybuilder? I can't that, stand you. Yes. That, okay. No, I understand. So in, in Dutch culture, who, they. Who lives in. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Schwin. Yep. Schwinning in. Not a joke. S. No. We're not doing that. That doesn't That's help. That's okay. I no one can ever, no one can truly read that, right? Like when you try to spell stuff out. Yeah. Uh, there's Email yeah. us if you can fucking know what word is being spelled. I want to know. Because that's not real. Right? No. <laughs> real People don't do that. Okay. So he is... The muscle man. The muscle man who lives on Shanghai Lane. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I'm sorry. So in short, we're not exactly sure what inspired the muffin man. <laughs> Good. Just Good. a couple of I really hope it's serial killer. I you know, it's widely accepted. <laughs> okay. All right. I appreciate that. All right. The next one is Alouette. The Oh my God. I'm so sorry to any of our French audience. <laughs> the alouette, the alouette. Oh. Yeah. And that is all that I will do. Yes, that's okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, I, this is straight from, uh, where did I say? Straight off the Google <laughs> and straight off a of TikTok, okay? Okay. And I, and I have my exact sources. Most reliable. <laughs> Most reliable i'm gonna read you the translation oh okay okay no there we go alueta is a lark okay it's a type of bird yes if you I'm, didn't know yes so nice nope <laughs> lark nice lark lark i will pluck you i will pluck your head oh and your head lark Ooh, <laughs> i will pluck your beak and your beak and your head oh. lark Ooh, i will pluck your eyes and your eyes and your beak and your head lark Ooh. oh my god 
I will pluck your neck, your back, your <laughs> It goes on like that. But that sounds like a, a child that is going to turn into a serial killer. Oh my God, you're so funny. Did no one who could speak French go, hey guys, this is probably not a good idea to be singing this. So now listen, number one, it's it's a children's song, right? Yes. It didn't originally start as a children's song, but it is now sang as a children's song. Okay. So here, here's why. We in America have a song very similar to that. I mean, we don't do it to a bird, but head, shoulders, knees, and toes. It It's to like help reinforce kids like, oh, there's my head and my neck. Like a little dance goes with it. So we don't talk about plucking heads off. The though. original shit, though, was from fucking men. Oh, yes. Okay. Many people seem to think that it was a rowing song from hunters and fur trappers uh, that they used while they were rowing. Oh, singing while rowing. Boredom, it's a boredom song. Uh, yes. Singing while rowing helped keep them on beat and in unison. Oh. So it is thought that it originally started like that, like some 300 years ago. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's not okay, but all right but yeah so that's why it's like a kid song it's just like head shoulders knees and toes yeah just something that keeps the the rhythm yes yeah yeah yeah. you got it okay yeah okay (laughs) yeah celery killer and headless larks go ahead yep all right we're on to yankee doodle okay i think i do know a little bit of the backstory, but refresh my memory. Okay, I think so, I may have heard if before. You, uh, if you don't know, it's Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. That's like literally in the middle of the song. Yes, but there's anyway, more to it. But there's a lot. More that's to that's it. the gist of it. Yes. So originally, this is not a patriotic song. It was a British diss track. Oh, yes. The first version of Yankee Doodle seems to have been written by a British army physician named Dr. Richard Shuckberg. Dr. Dick. (laughs) Dr. Dick. During the French and Indian War. It was a satirical look at New England's Yankees. So that was our name in the colonies. Right. Right Right on. Around this time that it was written, which is like 1775, Doodle also meant simpleton. Oh, aw. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I call things doodles all the time. I know. And it's your fault. It is my it. fault. I I had a student who made me some beautiful like, graphic work. And it has like my head and my hair, my color outline, glasses on, and it says doodles across my glasses. Aww. Yeah, it's so cute. Doodles is my word. So, yeah. I mean, you could call me worse things than a simpleton, I you guess. Know what? That's but, any hoozles, I don't mean it like that. But yeah, they were calling us little, okay. little, little American simpletons. simpletons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. At Yorktown, when uh, the British marched out to surrender, 
you know, Kaylee, like we both knew. Yeah, obviously. Off the top of our head. They marched with their heads turned towards French troops. So they were like, when they came out. Fucking babies. Okay. So they were trying to pretend that the Americans didn't exist. The Marquise de Lafayette, the commander of the Light Infantry Brigade, was outraged. He ordered his band to play Yankee Doodle. So their diss track mm-hmm. with a blast of drums and a swirl of uh, fifes, the musicians hurled themselves into their favorite song. Every fucking British head turned around Shit. and stared at them. And they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically we took it and was like fuck you we'll make fun of ourselves we do that really well thanks yeah we're really good at it we're doodle dandies we'll continue to do it too (laughs) fuck you let's see here what else what else i got all right here we go around the mulberry bush oh oh wait no i'm thinking ring around the rosy mulberry bush okay here we go around the mulberry bush the mulberry bush the mulberry bush. Here we go around the mulberry bush on a cold and frosty morning. Okay. And then a lot, there are many different ones, but this is the way we wash our face, wash our face, wash our face. This is the way we wash our face early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. That. Okay. okay. Classically, the rhyme was first recorded by James Orchard Hollywell as an English children's game in the early, I'm a liar, in the mid-19th century. (laughs) And a children's game and like number song thing. Uh, We talked Mm -hmm. about it the last time. And if I was smart, I would still have that other one up, but I closed it. And then this is why I'm a hoarder and I don't throw things away. And that's why I don't close tabs because I always need them later. Right. That's my stuff, not your guys's. Um, <laughs> but if anyone else can relate, ADHD things. <laughs> so, this is like an instructional, fun thing to help kids learn different things that they need to learn. Just right. like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Right. You know, uh, you pair different movements with different words. Sure. So he noted that there were multiple verses and some were educational. Uh, just like this is the way we wash our face, wash our clothes. Sure. Whatever. Fun fact, there are similar nursery rhymes just like this one in Scandinavia and the Netherlands. R.S. Duncan, a prisoner governor at H.M. Prison in Wakefield, in Wakefield, West Yorkshire. Uh That's in England. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Suggested that the nursery rhyme was about the female Victorian prisoners exercising in the yard at Wakefield. A mulberry tree grew in the yard and the women inmates and their children would dance around the tree and sing songs this tree died in may of 2019 jesus yeah yeah so um it also be like that in the early 1900s at 
and before at uh, Wakefield that uh, children stayed with their moms. Well, yeah. I mean, the dads aren't going to take care of them. I mean, they're probably in jail until if they're around. Yeah. I mean, it could also have been like an insanity type thing um, to lock them uh, away. Yeah. Like if they weren't quote unquote sane, send sure. the kids with them too. Yes. Because the dad's not good. Dad yes. has things to do. He's not going to take care of the damn kids. Yeah. Can't do that. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, so this yeah, whole thing. Bored, <laughs> you just yeah, dance around a tree. You just dance around a tree. Probably titties out. Titties out. I mean, is there any other way to dance around a tree? No. <laughs> All righty. And the last one that I have for you today, I have two others, but they're really quick. But the last story that I have for you is Lucy Lockett. And I always think of Bob's Burgers when I hear when I hear this. Yeah. Lucy yeah. Lockett lost her pocket. Kitty Fisher found it. Not a penny was in there, but a ribbon round it. Okay. It was like a, a for me, I learned it like jumping rope. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of these kind of remind me of like, because it's that yes. it's that beat of it, that repetition of it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Catherine Maria Kitty Fisher was an incredibly infamous 18th century prostitute. Yes, she was. Yeah. Kitty Fisher. Yes. I, I know quite a bit about her from other things, other podcasts and reading things, but... That's like I, the best prostitute name ever. I really, it really is. So Kitty was originally a uh, milliner, and that is someone who makes and sells women's hats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but after seeing how much more money she could make and how much more fun she could have making it, Kitty decided to take matters into her own hands and make that a career money. shift. Yes, she decided to get that bag. The second sex worker in uh, our story is Lucy Lockett, a barmaid. (laughs) Again, perfect name for a prostitute. It really is. It really is. Uh, Lucy had a regular customer and these were known as pockets. And if uh, they liked your service, they came back to you, right? So Uh that's your pocket. You dip it into it, right? He liked her services too much. He quickly ran out of money. But that was a-okay with Kitty. All of Lucy Lockett's pockets started to turn to Kitty because Uh, she did not cost as much. Or I'm sorry, she did not charge as much. Okay. Hence, she found the pocket. Mm -hmm. Once they were hooked, they were hooked onto Kitty. So Lucy would try to go back and there wouldn't be a penny in her pocket. Okay. Because they were already drained. Right. Yeah. Okay. Lower your prices. Lower your prices. No, it was, she, uh, what is it? She poached. (laughs) She poached players. (laughs) That's not cool. So the rhyme is basically Kitty taunting Lucy for Getting all of her men. Um, yeah. Taking her lover and her money. Rude. I know. Don't. No women on women violence. Women support women, please. Right. Thank you. Always. Uh, all right. It's raining. It's pouring. The old man is snoring. Yes. He went to bed. 
bumped his head. Bumped his head, didn't wake up till morning. Ah, that's how you know it. I oh. know he couldn't get up in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the version that I know or I am used to is because he was dead. Oh, mine's more of a concussion. Yes. Okay. Yours is just a mild concussion. Yes. I mean. Well, you know, this is pretty serious if you're knocked out all night. Yeah. Yeah, ma'am, yeah. So both are serious conditions. Yes. Please get them checked out. And then Humpty Dumpty. Most people assume that Humpty Dumpty is about Richard the third. And his horse was named Wall. Oh. So Richard fell to his death Mm -hmm. off of a horse during a battle and was um, basically bludgeoned to death. So making the thing that the king did last was to die in a battle. And that was in 1485. It's assumed that King Richard III was also humpbacked. Oh. Yeah. So the skeletal remains suggest that one shoulder was higher than the other. So, you know, he's like all broken and couldn't put him back together again because he was dead because he was trampled by horses and bludgeoned to death. Yeah. That would make a showing very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. A closed casket. Definitely a closed casket. Maybe just a memorial. (laughs) Awake. But that's all of the childhood ruining I have for you to doodle. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. (laughs) Always good at ruining. Oh, yeah. God, I'm so good at it. Also, the other day I was told at work that I was outstandingly great at being in the way. And I laughed so hard because I literally stood in this girl's way at every turn of the day. Yeah. At every turn of the day. And I joked all day at how good I was at it. And she goes, you are outstanding at it. <laughs> it's like, thank you. That is amazing. We were both I laughing about it. it. I love it. <laughs> I'm just referred to as like the devil on the shoulder. Oh, that's, for sure. That's just like my kind of persona. Yeah. yeah. You and Lauren. Definitely. I'm not like encouraging you. I'm just like, hey, this is a possibility. It's going to be fun. Let's do this. <laughs> Are you ready to get that shit? Girl, I'm so ready. I've had to provide so many shits. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm coming in to help. Yay! And this is actually thanks to my Googling of cursed jewelry. Oh, my God. Um, Immediately, Etsy pages started popping up. Oh, of course. You, you joked about it being on Etsy. It's there's cursed jewelry on Etsy. Oh, my God. So my brain actually just kind of went looking for I just started scrolling through it to see what I could find. Some of it's just insanely stupid, but I did find something that was real cute, like real cute. Oh, yes. And they are sacred. It says in the title, oh. sacred. Furby earrings. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. They remind me of the Pokeballs that were from McDonald's. Yeah. The the gold plated edition ones. Mm -hmm. But if you put them in earrings. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what they are. And they have like little like twinkle behind yes, them. Yes, they got a twinkle to them. Oh so, my God, I want them. 
these adorable little earrings. There are other options too. <gasps> they are at Rabbit and Drain. Rabbit. Oh, Rabbit and Rain. Love it, this. It looked like it could have been Drain. Okay, That's Rabbit weird. and Rain. We have other options for the earrings. Yes. Uh, we have Mothership UFO earrings. Oh, and need them. Oh, for sure. They also have. Oh, where was it? Oh, their little ghost earrings. Oh my god, I love it. Um, they have a, actually like alien face. Yeah, ones, and they all kind of vary. It looks like the most expensive one is like twenty five bucks. That's what's up. I'll pay it. They go down to. Yeah, there's one in there for like 12 bucks or something like that. Nice. So, yeah, they have cute little and they have like adorable little ones too. Like this has fish on it. Yeah. But they're, they're just yes. on this really pretty clear. So they don't draw a whole lot of attention. But if somebody looks, I want ear. They're UFO. a little. Yeah, they're a little treat. Yeah. I exactly. love it. I can't wait. I need the UFO ones. I love the UFO ones. They're adorable. So, anyways, again, that was Rabbit and Rain uh, on Etsy, and they have a bunch of different things, not just earrings, but that's just kind of what I pulled up. So, I love it. While you're out there doing your Valentine's Day shopping, which mm-hmm. Furby earrings. Oh, uh, yeah, that option. says love. Yeah, absolutely. Especially UFO ones. Our love is weird. Here's some UFO. <laughs> Our love is out of this world. Out of this world. All right. While you're out there uh, digging around looking for your Valentine gifts, you can find us uh, streaming on a few different platforms. We have Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And you can find more on our Insta bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, make sure you like, follow, subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree to find our website, episode resources, and much more. You can always holler at us at GTS with Kaylee and Cassie at gmail.com. If you have a small business that you want to hype up or if you have a topic that you don't want to do homework on, we'll do it for you. We'll do it for you. Well, it was great uh, chatting with you again, friend. It was good being back in between yeah. my travels. I love it. We look forward to uh, more visits down the road. Oh, that will happen. Okay. Well, love and light, dudes. Love and light. Bye. Bye.